Welcome to our 30 Women, 30 Days of Ramadan Takeover podcast. For day three, we had Lola Yunus, who is the founder of Impact Street. And she spoke on having a soulful Ramadan by surrendering totally to Almighty Allah. And this she taught by sharing her own personal experiences. Because if you put your trust in Allah, then you know everything works for your favor. You know that Allah makes everything work for your own good. So I was in one way saying reading my Quran and saying, oh Allah, I put my trust in you, I put my trust in you. But my actions were complete opposite. So how did I resolve this? I didn't have internal peace. I just didn't have internal peace. So I went back and started praying and praying in 2016. Ya Allah, Eden mistaken. Guide me, guide me. If I'm supposed to be here, let me just accept it. And Alhamdulillah. Do enjoy this takeover session proudly brought to you by the Umfariha Network. Assalamu alaikum, sister. I hope Ramadan is going well, despite all that is going on in the world. May Allah accept uh, our Ramadan and all our acts of ibadah. I mean, my name is Lola Yunus. I am the founder of Impact Straight, a training and development company based in London. I live in London and we empower African professionals to thrive personally and professionally through workshops. I also write on Lola Yunus blog where I write about personal development and different other topics with a view to inspire us all to reflect and to become better humans. So today I will be talking about a soulful Ramadan. So let me start by defining what is soulful Ramadan. When the Umfaria Network gave me this topic, the theme that I'll be that I should choose a theme and I chose soulful Ramadan. I wasn't quite sure what soulful Ramadan meant, but fortunately they were able to expatiate. So essentially soulful Ramadan means how can we connect spiritually with Allah? How can we deepen our connection with our Lord? How can we go beyond the religious day-to-day things that we do? We pray, we fast. How can we actually have a relationship, that direct relationship and connection with Allah? So that is what we'll be talking about today. And there are different ways, obviously, to approach this topic. But I will choose to approach it in a very simple way, which is the way that I have found to be able to deepen my connection with Allah. And the way I'm going to approach it is by focusing on some ayahs of the Quran, some verses of the Quran, where no matter what I'm going through, when I go back to those verses of the Quran, I feel reconnected. I feel a deeper relationship. I feel that one-on-one connection with Allah. And I think that's the ultimate for us as Muslims. We all want to have that consciousness of Allah. We want to feel that, oh, me and Allah, you know, I can go to my Lord and talk to my Lord and feel that connection without any intermediary. So that's what we'll be looking at today. And I'll reflect on some ayahs. I'll approach it by reflecting on these ayahs. Together, we'll reflect on these ayahs. And then I'll share some three stories. Just no, no big deal. Just three simple stories for my life where I have been able to go back to this ayah in dark times and found a lot of strength and a deeper connection. Before I go into the lecture or class today, um, can some, can you leave a comment below? I know the Quran is, is a miracle, alhamdulillah, but there's some times when we read the Quran and we have a different relationship with some verses that we read. With some verses, we connect very deeply and we're like, oh my God, you know, there's some verses that speak to our soul. So if you have one of those verses, please leave a comment below and let me know what your verses. You can write the, the ayah, you can just mention Quran this, ayah that. Um, but I'll really love to know what are some of your own favorite ayahs, the ayahs that you've really been able to have a deep connection with, with Allah. So please leave a comment below. I'll, I'll love to know. And I'm reading the answer. So it'll be really lovely for us to really engage and interact. The first ayah I want to share today is Quran 9, 
Ayah 51, Surah Tawbah, where Allah says, and is the, the last bit of the Ayah reads, and in Allah, let believers put their trust. In Allah, let believers put their trust. Now, this is a popular ayah. A lot of us, we probably say it. A lot of us, we probably know it. But actually, I want to ask you, how many of us actually practice it? We say these things, but how many of us actually practice it? We say we put our trust in Allah, but yet we refuse to surrender. Indeed, Allah is the one that creates everything. Allah has our path in life has been determined by Allah. And yet we find ourselves in certain circumstances and we refuse to surrender. I learned this lesson in 2016. In 2012, I moved to the UK to join my husband. I am Nigerian. I used to live in Nigeria and I love living in Nigeria. So I finished law school. I had a great career. I had all these plans and then marriage happened and then I had to move. It was such a difficult decision for me. I resisted. I didn't want to. I, I just felt, oh my God, it's going to start over. I was just completely reluctant to the idea. But eventually in 2012, I had to move. And then between 2012 and 2016, despite that I, had, I was already here, those four years, I refused to put my complete trust in Allah. I refused to surrender. All these four years, everything, if you ask me, why don't you make friends? I'll be like, oh, I'm going back home. It was always, I'm going back home. I'm going back home to the point where I refused to live my life. It was like I put my life on hold simply because I had this in my mind. I'm going back home. I'm not supposed to be here. This is not part of the plan. This is not what I want for myself. Yet I read the Quran and I read where Allah says, and in Allah, let believers put their trust. I also read where Allah says, Allah is the best of all planners. If I was actually practicing what I was reading, would I not have just surrendered? But I learned my lesson in 2016. So my refusal to surrender by 2016, I realized that I was just living in this unending bubble of constantly going back home. I was neither here in the UK nor in Nigeria. And it just got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. So I went back to praying to my Lord and seeking guidance. I said, Ya Allah, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> And I don't want to be here. I'm supposed to be this fancy lawyer in Nigeria. I don't want to be here. Guide me. Help me. Help me to actually practice and say that I put my trust in you. Because if you put your trust in Allah, then you know everything works for your favor. You know that Allah makes everything work for your own good. So I was in one way saying, reading my Quran and saying, Oh Allah, I put my trust in you, I put my trust in you. But my actions were complete opposite. So how did I resolve this? I didn't have internal peace. I just didn't have internal peace. So I went back and started praying and praying in 2016. Ya Allah, Eden Asrata mistaken. Guide me, guide me. If I'm supposed to be here, let me just accept it. And Alhamdulillah, with a lot of reflection, with a lot of prayers, I eventually came to that realization and completely practiced this ayah where Allah says, in Allah, let believers put their trust. And I asked myself, Lola, are you a believer? Do you actually believe in Allah? I said, I, be, I was talking to myself in my journal. I said, yes, I believe. So why are you refusing to surrender? And my dear sisters, I'm going to tell you this. Eventually, I surrendered. When I surrendered, it felt like I'd been carrying this burden, like this load. And then somebody says, oh, let me help you. And they relieve the peace, the joy, the clarity. I was like a blind person that didn't see anything. And then eventually I had clarity. I surrendered. And I realized that in surrender to the will of my Lord, in accepting what is, that this right now, 
this UK Lola is where you're supposed to be. The moment I surrendered to that, I started seeing very clearly. A very classic example was I'd always wanted to do the NLP course, Neuro Linguistic Program course. But I kept saying to myself, I'll do it when I go back home. I'll do it when I go back to Nigeria. And then after the conversation with Allah and I decided to say, yeah, Allah, you're the best disposer of, of affairs. I don't know why I'm here and I don't need to know. I just accept. I surrender that this right now, this place is where I'm meant to be. And wherever I am, I will bloom. I will prosper. So after that, a few maybe weeks later, I was going out and then I noticed there was a new college. And then I went in and I said, oh, hi, when did you open? Is this a new college? I was asking them. The lady looked at me and said, we've been here for years. We've been here for like 10 years. I'm like, no, I live down the road. Like I've been walking past here every, like every day. And she said, oh, we've been here for years. Maybe you just didn't notice. I said, well, I'd like to find out if you do NLP courses. And she said, oh, we actually do. We run free courses and you can register. Long story short is I did do the course, which I absolutely loved. But the point was I was blind to all these opportunities. I refused to see. I could have done that course in 2012. I could have done so many things. I was convinced that the college was not there. Why? Because I refused to surrender. I refused to accept that. I refused to actually practice what I was reading. And so I was blinded to all these opportunities before me. I could have been friends with a neighbor down the road. I could have done this. I could have done that. But I refused. Why? Because I didn't surrender. So my sisters, my brothers, I'm not sure where you are in life. And I'm not sure what is it that you're seeking guidance for from Allah, but I'll really encourage you that where you are right now, what you're doing in life right now is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. I don't know, maybe you're single and you're trying to, you've been praying to Allah for husband, for wife, I don't know. Maybe he's a child you're seeking, you're praying for the fruit of the womb. Maybe it's a job, maybe it's a promotion. I do not know. But one thing I know is where you are right now is exactly where you're meant to be. Where the stage you are in life right now is exactly where you're meant to be. If only you surrender. When you surrender, surrendering to what is, accepting that, you're Allah, I put my absolute trust in you. When you do that, it allows you to see opportunities. It allows you to say, okay, now I accept this is what I'm supposed to be doing, or this is where I'm meant to be, what next? Then you can actually also tailor your prayers. You're able to focus, you're able to accept. And this is when Allah says, put your trust in me. So that's the story about, you know, surrendering. And for me, since I've surrendered, after then, it's just been peace and clarity. Now this takes me to the second story I want to share and the second ayah I want to share with you. And the second ayah is from Surah to Arad, Quran 13, ayah 11. And I'm sure this is probably a very favorite ayah for many people. The ayah where Allah says, I will not change the condition of a people until they change what is within themselves. If you know this ayah, just leave a comment below because this ayah, I have it on my workplace. And it just, it just makes me realize that yes, there's destiny. And yes, Allah says, put your full trust in me. But Allah is also reminding us, yes, put your trust in me, but you still need to do. You need to set those goals. You need to plan. You need to pray. You need to do that course. You need to do that postgraduate. Whatever it is that you need to do for your dreams and goals and aspirations to be realized, you have to do it. Allah says, I will not change the condition of a people until they change what is within themselves. So what is within you that is holding you back? What is it that you're struggling with? What is it that you're refusing? to let go? What is it that you know you're supposed to do, but you just never have the motivation to do? 
What is it? I don't know what it is for you, but there's something, there's something each of us know that we ought to be doing to take us closer to the life we want to live. And as Muslims, I find that there are two types of us. Some of us were so ingrained in the concept of predestination. We believe that, oh, since everything is predetermined, I don't have to do anything. Some of us are on that extreme side, which I sometimes feel some of us are. And some of us are, you know what? Yes, there's destiny, but Allah still gives me all this power to be able to do things. So I'm going to do, and I'm going to go back to putting my full trust in Allah. Because I'm a very goal-orientated person, I'm sure if you're here with the Umfaria Network, you're probably like that as well. For those of us that are goal-orientated, it's very difficult for us to strike that balance between surrendering and saying, you know, I'm just going to do all the strategy, do this goal setting, do this course, all of that. So how do you strike that balance? This is how I've been able to strike the balance. And I'll share it through a story. So in last year, I did, I shared a post two weeks ago where I was describing, and I wrote a blog post where I was describing last year as my year of, I felt I was in a state of crisis. Last year, I turned 36 and alhamdulillah, I had the opportunity of going to Egypt and I was in front of the pyramids and I was just mesmerized by the structure in front of me that has been there for thousands of years. And I was just looking at the pyramids. I'd gone to Egypt for two reasons, one for a business conference, and then I'd gone for a solo vacation just because I felt I was in a crisis and I needed to talk to my God alone. And I'd gone with all this goal setting. I was extremely set. I'm just going to apply my life strategize. But there was something, I don't know whether it was the pyramid. I don't know what it was, but there was something. By the time I go back to my hotel room alone, I just said to myself, I haven't learned my lesson. I haven't learned the lesson of surrendering. I haven't learned the lesson of changing what is within me. Why was I in a crisis? Because I set a goal for myself that by age 36, I have to achieve one, two, three, all those things that I'd artificially ingrained in myself that if I haven't achieved by 36, I wasn't successful. I was working with somebody else's timeline. I don't even know whose timeline it was. I don't even know whose yardstick it was. But I got myself so worked up mentally to the point where I just felt, oh my God, I shouldn't be at this stage right now. And I just got myself so confused. But what did I do? I went back to this ayah. I went back to putting my full trust in Allah. I kept saying, Yahweh kill. You're the disposer of affair. Ya Allah, help me, guide me. And so I'm just reminding you again, the moment I had that mindset shift and I went back to the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that says, tie your camel, pray to Allah. The Prophet Sallallahu did not say, pray, tie your camel. So yes, it's okay for Lola to be over ambitious, to be goal oriented. It's okay. But what I need to be remind myself and to remind you is all the goals, do it. Absolutely do it. Tie your camel, which is your goal setting, all the things you need to do but pray to Allah. Don't ever get yourself to the point where you're feeling that the result of all that you're doing is from you. The result is not from you. The effort you have to do, you have to do everything you need to do. Do the prayer, the tahajj, do everything. But know that the effort is from you. The result is from Allah. When I came back from that Cairo trip, I just realized that I've been so ungrateful. If I had all these 30 things I needed to achieve, I've probably, alhamdulillah, by the blessing of Allah, I've been able to achieve more than 80%. So why am I focused on the 20% I haven't achieved and so obs obsessing about the ones I haven't achieved when I could just be grateful and thankful for the ones I've achieved? So I went back to reminding myself that I need to change what is within me. I need to change what is within me, A, to be able to show appreciation to what Allah has given me. And Allah also reminds us in the Quran that if you're thankful, I'll give you more. The moment I had that mindset shift, 
sisters or brothers, I am so happy to tell you, I've never ever felt more at peace, internal peace than I feel right now. I was 37 um, in March and I looked at the world and it was just, it was like I stepped into spring. It was like everything around me was just blooming because why? A, I surrendered. I practiced what I preach. I put that put your trust in Allah. I put it into practice. I wasn't just saying it. I put it into practice. I tied my camel. I tied it very, very well. And, you know, I, I realized and accepted that the result is from Allah. So Lola, you just do you and put your trust in Allah. Okay. So I'll go to the next one, which is the story of arrogance, the story of arrogance, the story of arrogance. So the third point I want us to take away from the time we spent together is this as goal oriented people, if you're here with the Umfaria Network, I know you're a goal setter, you like to plan, you want to live your best life. Alhamdulillah, we need more people all over the world living their best life. Alhamdulillah, absolutely important. But one of the things that I have been able to, that I needed to teach myself is this. When we're goal orientated and when we set goals and we're achieving, 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 like Alhamdulillah, this year, most of the things I set out to do, I was going to start my blog, I was going to do the Alhamdulillah, by the blessing of Allah, I've been able to do it. And I'm sure for you as well, there are things that you've actually set out to do and Allah has made it easy for you to do. One of the things I learned is sometimes we forget when we are achieving, 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 we become I certainly sometimes, not deliberately, we're not being intentional, we may become arrogant. I'll repeat myself. When we set goals and we're achieving, achieving and achieving, some of us may become arrogant. Not that we intend to be arrogant, is it becomes like a default, like, you know, oh, I wanted that job, I got it. I wanted that salary increase, I got it. I wanted that promotion, I got it. And then we start to unconsciously forget that all help is from Allah. All help is from Allah. We forget and we start to feel like we can make everything happen. So sometimes I do that. I'm privileged to be able to get the kind of jobs I want when I want them. Alhamdulillah, it's a privilege. But I noticed last year something happened. So because I know that I do very well in interviews, when I go for a job interview, I almost always get the job, right? And so last year, I, again, you know, I'll just do a job like, oh, I can always get another one. No, I can always get 10K extra. I can always. And so last year, Allah taught me a very beautiful lesson. I can see my friend Layo is here and she knows the lesson Allah taught me. So last year, typical Lola, oh, I can always get a job. I'll leave one job without, you know, sometimes without getting another one because I had gotten to become a bit overconfident in myself, forgetting that indeed we're nothing but pencils in the hand of the creator. And so my typical self, I became a bit arrogant. I didn't intend to be, obviously, but I had defaulted into a mode of arrogance without even realizing, subhanAllah. And so again, I left a job for a better job, hopefully. Unfortunately, the job didn't come through. I put it on my calendar, January 29th, I'll be starting a new job. It's me, you know, it's just Christmas. It's just Christmas. By 29th of January, I'll be starting a new job. It's okay. Lola had become arrogant. I just assumed that, you know, it's me. Why not? I have experience. I'm very good at interviews. I'll get the job. And then Allah taught me a lesson that I'm so grateful for. I didn't start my next job from December until 3rd of March. It's never happened. 
I'm the kind of person that every point in time, I probably have two, three job offers. I'm like, should I do this or should I do that one? I'd forgotten. Unintentionally, I didn't mean to forget, but I've forgotten that all help is from my Lord. All help is from my Lord. January finished, I didn't get a new job. February finished, I didn't get a new job. I went back to Allah. I said, Ya Allah, I am so sorry. I know all help is from you. Eventually, and you see, we have such, our creator loves us, is is the most loving. Eventually, when I'll get the job, I eventually got two jobs, two very, very good job offers that I didn't even know which one to choose. However, I needed to learn that lesson. December to March, it's never happened to me. In the 10 years that I've left law school, it's 11 years, it's never happened to me. Even back when I was in Nigeria, during the financial crisis, when I always, always got jobs. But I had forgotten to put my priority where my priority was. I'd forgotten to give thanks to the one who made me. I had assumed it was my effort. But it's only the person that Allah helps that is helped. All help is from, is from Allah. Yes, thank you for that beautiful message. All help is from Allah. So what then happened? When I got the job 3rd of March, A, I was extremely grateful for it. And I knew that Allah needed me to learn that lesson. So to everybody here, I know you're here in Faria Network because you're a motivated person. I'm asking you, I'm reminding you, like I reminded myself earlier this year, that no matter what you achieve, no matter how successful you are in your career, whatever area of your life, no matter how successful, please remember to be humble. Remember that all help indeed is from Allah. Remember that we are nothing but pencils in the hands of the Creator. I don't know if you remember Superstory. Those of us that grew up in Nigeria in the 2000s and in the 90s will remember Superstory. And when Superstory comes on, Superstory is a soap opera in Nigeria, very common. One of the things they will say in the beginning is, we're nothing but pencils in the hand of the creator. And that is exactly what we are. Nothing but pencils in the hands of the creator. So no matter what you achieve, no matter how many followers you have on social media, no matter how much your salary is, no matter how much you have in your bank account, I don't know. But no matter what you achieve, just give thanks to Allah. Give thanks to the one that does everything. Give thanks to the one that gave you life, the one that gave you the intellect, the one that gave you the looks, the one that gave you whatever it is that you have that helps you win in life. Remember to always show gratitude and give thanks. And when I reflect on my experience when I didn't get the job that I wanted for three months, there are some ayahs of the Quran that I always go back to. And these are ayahs of creation. When we ponder and reflect on the ayahs of creation, where Allah talks about creating this, the moon, the sea, and how the fresh water and the salt water, there's a barrier between them. They never mix. When we ponder, when Allah talks about the, the, the blood in the womb of a woman that becomes thickened blood and then flesh and then bones. And Allah talks about how he created the fetus and became a human being and breathed the soul. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. We know that indeed we are nothing but pencils in the hand of the creator. Allah is the one who made us. Is the one that gave us all the things we have. Whatever we achieve is by the will and mercy of Allah. So, you know, before I round up, um, I just want to you know, summarize the lessons here. And we started by reflecting on the ayah of in Allah, let believers put their trust. I talked about surrendering to the will of Allah. I reminded us that I don't know what each of us are going through. Maybe it's a child you're looking for. Maybe it's a promotion. Maybe you're, you're, you want to marry. Maybe you want to relocate to Canada. Maybe you want to go to America. 
Maybe it's a passport you're waiting for. I do not know. Or maybe it's like me that I was obsessed about going back to Nigeria, going back to Nigeria. I do not know. But I know we all have something that causes us, that we just spring to laugh for. But I'll really encourage you to surrender. The first step, surrender. The second step is know that Allah has said, I will not change the condition of a people until they change what is within them. So ask yourself, what can you do differently? What are you going to change within you to be able to achieve what you want to achieve? The third thing is I want to remind us about the, uh, the hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu that says, tie your camel and pray. So the fact that Allah has told us to put our trust in Allah and to surrender, it doesn't mean you should not do. You still have to do all that you have to do. But all you know is the effort is from you. The result is from Allah. And whatever that result is, whatever that result is, whether it's one soul you impact, whether it's one million, no, you're not, your job is not to worry about the result. Your job is to focus on the effort. And finally, I talked about being grateful, showing gratitude to Allah. If Allah blesses you and you achieve so much, never ever be arrogant. I learned it the hard way. I hope you won't have to learn it the hard way. I pray that this 30 minutes we spent together has been beneficial to you. I've enjoyed our time here. I pray we have a wonderful Ramadan and I pray that Allah accepts all our prayers and particularly I pray that Allah makes it easy for you, my sister and my brother, to surrender, to accept the will of Allah in your life. Thank you so much, sisters and brothers. I've loved it. Enjoy the rest of your day from all over the world, wherever you are. Salamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Thank you very much for listening to this episode of our 30 Women, 30 Days of Ramadan Takeover Sessions by the Umfariha Network. We hope and pray that it has been beneficial to you. You can check out other episodes on the podcast, watch the live replay of this session on our YouTube channel, and join us tomorrow for another episode. Masala!